Newly minted metapilots gain access to unique powers and abilities, slowly transforming them into true masters of the metaverse. It is Meta Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Masters of the Metaverse here <laughs> on the Zombie Orpheus Entertainment Channel on Twitch. I am your host and GM, James Durham. Joining me at the virtual table, I have Andy Dabrowski, Maggie Doyle, Sean Franklin, and Christian Doyle. And we've got Leo on tech back in the real studio bringing us live to you right now. Now, what is Masters of the Metaverse? Well, you know, it's only the most interactive RPG on the planet. Holy. That's just right. that. Show you the audience can influence and change the show live as it is happening. How? Well, first there's our amazing store. From meta points to system shocks, rules are cool to the nearly all-powerful hack attack. In addition to our uh, weekly star store, we also have weekly Patreon polls. And I have this week's results. Do you guys want to know how you did? Do you want to know? Yeah. All right. Christian, this week you get plus 10 health and plus 4 to a roll. Okay. Thank you. Sean, this week you get plus 10 health and plus 4 to a roll. Yay! Andy, this week you get plus 10 health and plus 4 to a roll. Maggie. This week, you get plus 40 health and plus what? 8 to a roll. What? <laughs> Thank you, chat. Patreon. Patreon. I mean, it's MC90 for a while, so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I get plus 10 health and plus 4 to a roll. Well, yeah, speaking of Patreon, I got some extra special backers that I want to thank. Uh, Jeff Parrish. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Marcus Johansson. Thank you. Previously on Masters of the Metaverse, uh, with a bold new plan on pushing back the darkness devouring the metaverse, our heroes have traveled far and wide, spreading hope rather than confronting this evil head on. From alternate metaverses to the land of the Borks, they have been successful. This time, they face a new challenge. They travel to a twisted version of what they know as the Weird West. One where history did not go the way that they are accustomed to. In this metaverse, things didn't turn out so well for the people there. The spirit of the American West is dying. How exactly did this happen? Well, I suppose it started about 20 years ago, when Edison and his allies won the Second Civil War. 
having subverted the Tesla to his will and crushed the rebellious forces of King Roosevelt, Edison, Rockefeller, and the Northern Atlantic Trade Alliance began the systemic development of the continent. Factories sprung up, supported by perfectly mapped cookie-cutter towns, with every resident a company employee. Massive coal mines and refineries were built to support the tremendous number of steam and electrical-powered machines designed by Edison and Tesla. The ambition of the Trade Alliance knew no bounds. It spread ever westward, driven by an infinite greed. Spearheading this advance were the Northern Pacific and Southern Pacific Railroads. Hardy men and women, the last of the free spirits of the West, forged ever onward, all the way to the great blue Pacific Ocean. Enticed by riches, adventure, or a sense of duty to their countrymen, these brave individualists were the last of the great American dream. Most of them are gone now, or have returned to the far reaches of Canada, Alaska, or the jungles of the Amazon. But four remain. Four great American legends, filled with regrets. For in their journey, they allowed the spirit of the West to be broken beneath the heel of progress. John Henry, the man who could outwork a machine, so impressed with Henry's determination, when his heart failed beating the great machine in the contest, Edison installed a steam-powered replacement. Joe McGarrick, the man of steel, the hero of Pittsburgh, whose forge rang from dawn until dark every night. Cassie Jones, the greatest train engineer and land surveyor to ever cross the Rockies. Always able to coax out just a little more from both man and machine. Ooh. Ford Wood Pete, the diminutive, diminutive brother of Paul Bunyan. While only four foot nine, he is just as strong as his oversized brother, and his skill with the woodsman's axe is unequal. These four are among the last of the American folk heroes. Even now, their names are beginning to fade into obscurity, and with it, the last breaths of the spirit of the West. Soon all will be the monotonous design of Edison, all in perfect rows, perfect lines, and perfectly unimaginative. Will it be the end of the American dream? Perhaps. Or perhaps not, for the spirit of the West draws breath still, if one has the courage to seek it out. Let's go ahead and start this with the system shock before we go any further. Oh, gosh. We're going to start with uh, John Henry and John Stone and see where he's going to end up there. And John Henry and John Stone, we're going to go full avatar right out of the gay swarm. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. Now for uh, Rosie and Cassie Jones, we are going to put her one away from Rosie. All right. All right. For uh, Christian and good old Joe, the hero of Pittsburgh, we are going to go uh, one away from Joe for uh, Crash Jackson and. Oh, I see a hammer. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Type of competition. 
And then uh, for our good friend, Ronnie Roberts, who we have missed dearly on this show. And Corey, this is already going off the rails. Cassie, I blame you. Your shit is my fault. But uh, for fun, we're going to put you in full brownie right out the start. Oh, isn't this fun? Now, my friends, a little over six months ago, our heroes finished pounding in the last railroad spike, connecting New York to San Francisco. The Great Railroad was complete, and with it, the unstoppable expansion of Edison and Rockefeller's plans. A perfectly uniformed, mapped, and scheduled America. Everything laid out in place, all in service to the great company and the captains of industry. With no further adventures to be had, sailed to be our heroes began to fade into obscurity. Years before, the tall tales of the American West had already begun to die. There were no notorious outlaws, no great adventurers, no legends left to tell. Had they all gone? Perhaps into hiding? Or to the far corners of the world where people still believed in larger-than-life personas? It's hard to say. But for these heroes, perhaps there would be one more chance to keep the legend alive. Each of them, you see, has received an invitation from the most wanted man in America, the most seditious of writers, the most subversive of philosophers, Samuel Langford Clements. You might know him by his more popular name of Mark Twain. Ah. Mr. Twain has been a most hated enemy of Edison and his allies, for he has dared to question authority. He has the audacity to believe in something larger than himself that wasn't the great company. What a villain. And this is where our story begins. As these four heroes of the West, the last of the great railroad workers, the final American legends, arrive at a simple cabin in the newly recognized state of Montana. So I gotta tell you, I don't appreciate you measuring hammers with me, man. I'm telling you, my my hammer's bigger. Yes, yes, yours is railway hammer. Mine is forge hammer. Yeah, and I, and I swing it harder too. So just know your place, son. I'm comparing hammer size. I don't understand. It's a thing that men like to do a lot. Yeah, I'm aware of this pastime. As someone who stands waist high, I can confirm. Pete. Peter. Right. On the porch of this cabin sits a white-haired man, calmly smoking a pipe. Despite being well over 60 years old, Twain still looks like he's in his early 30s. Uh. Why, hello. Good day to you, my fine friends. Good day to you, Mr. Twain. Won't you join me for a spell? I thought the man's name was Clemens. He's a bitch. I, I, we don't, I don't think you, I, mm. uh, we would be more than happy to join you for a spell. Have you, uh, looked around at the world that created here? Yes, twice. Which world do you, which world are you referring to? The one that was created by nature or the one that was created by man? Oh, well, by, by man, my fine young lady, by man. We've seen the spirit of the West is uh, slowly fading away. Yes, we have done a terrible thing. Won't be much longer now, I don't think. 
unless, you know, perhaps someone was to do something about it. Do you have a plan, Mr. Clemens? Well, I don't know. I might have a notion or two. Things that uh, Edison and Rock uh, might not like very much. But I guess uh, it would be up to you to decide. You could bring me in, get yourselves a fine reward, I'm sure. I definitely want to help because I, de I don't want America to be all messed up in 150 years. Well, that is mighty fine of you, Pete. Mighty fine of you. What this country truly needs is inspiration. It needs something greater to believe in. Something larger than life. Perhaps you might uh, see your way to lending a hand with that. Well, I'm sure we could. What did you have in mind? I have a couple of ideas. They, they won't be easy. And they will most likely be quite dangerous. Uh, now, excuse me a minute, Mr. Mr. Clemens. What exactly does they want you for? Well, mostly for my writing. I still believe in tall tales, legends, and uh, folk heroes and the like. Things that are not conducive to Rockefeller's and Edison's perfect uniform company men. Clocking in, clocking out, putting in their day's work. There are no room for men like us anymore. Or women for that matter, That is too true. Well, then we gotta make some. That's right. We need great stories. And not just any story, but great stories. And people love the story of an underdog. Do they not? I am um, not have heard, I have not heard many of those stories, but I am in Pittsburgh. We don't listen to the rest of the world most of the time. I'm sure these underdogs are huge. So you got a lot of being the underdog. It was one time he was trying to replace me my whole crew with a steam drill. Thought I could do better than what a man could do with his own hands. I'll tell you what. I should not think better than what a man can do with his own hands. Your story inspired me many times. We would tell the kid the foundry when we were building the railway spikes and the rails. This is story of John Henry. Very powerful. And then, of course, there's the story of Cordwood Pete, which I have not ever heard before. <laughs> now, there was a, a young, enterprising fellow by the name of Butch Cassidy. You probably have not heard of him. Um, I mean, maybe a maybe... Now, he's found himself in a spot of trouble. Hasn't had quite the opportunity to make a name for himself just yet. But given the chance, I believe he will. But I think he's going to need just a little bit of help. You see, he and some of his friends just robbed their first bank. But the long arm of Edison's law not far behind him. Right now, he's hiding somewhere in uh, Utah, but it won't take long for them to catch up. Well, now, unless, perhaps, you could give him a hand. 
I'm going to have to cut you off then, Mr. Clement. I, uh, I ain't never stole nothing in my whole life, and I don't think I'm keen on signing with somebody new, you know what I mean? It's about the legend, Mr. Tanner. It's the legend. Like, like the, the legend of Robin, Robin Hood. Yes. Yes, that is precisely it. It is not as though we are endorsing Mr. Cassidy's. Uh, they extend above us. 
And so this is like, as I know Robin was mentioned earlier, just as an example, maybe this is more of that situation, which I think we all know when we hold Robin Hood as a good guy. He stole money, but he spread the wealth around so that everyone could survive. So maybe there's more to this story than Mr. Clemens is letting on. The pursuit of wealth nearly destroyed this country before the Second Civil War. Now, because of us, the same engine, pardon the term, has moved from coast to coast. I think we have to do something or we or we'll be paying for these mistakes the rest of our lives, which will not be as long as they should be. Mr. Corbin, would you been awful quiet? You got something to say? Uh, oof, uh, well, I think if we were to ask this guy if he was trustworthy, he'd tell us now. Um, also, I, I had a really weird spell there for a second and, and kind of lost connection with everybody, so I'm catching up. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think... I have a feeling about bankers that I don't necessarily know is it, not going to sway my hand on this. I guess if you stand the right way, yeah. Oh, well, as lovely as that conversation is, um, but in the end, we can always tell Mr. Clemens, we'll, we'll go help out our, his friend, we'll, we'll go then, and we can make our decision once we've arrived. There's nothing, there's no contract, there's nothing binding here. We can go on our merry way if we decide that this is not something we want to be doing. So there's no harm in investigating the situation. Uh -huh. Agreed. Now, uh, Mr. Clemens, what we are going to need is the uh, location of your friend. Uh, I could not tell you precisely where he is, but I'm sure if you will ask around Salt Lake City, you might hear about his whereabouts. He's been known to frequent there. All right. And, um, James, Salt Lake City? Yes. How, uh, how, how many days ride are we from Salt Lake City? Well, your uh, horseless steam-powered carriage uh, is uh, makes a decent clip. You could probably get there within a day or two. Uh, but you at the helm, maybe So, so we'll, we'll, get there, we'll get there in like half a day? Great, cool. I mean, you tend to go a little faster than everyone else. Well, uh, Mr. Clemens, I would also, uh, I feel like it's... Uh, not too much to ask if you have any supplies uh, that you could give us, any rations or anything to, for our journey. That well, would be most kind. I've got full cupboards. You may have access to whatever you like. Thank you. Just please leave some of the bourbon and cigars for me. Define some. I'll let you do that. 
cool. I mean, I'm I'm cool to take. I say, we, James, we just take some supplies for the trip. Nothing, you know, outrageous. It's but. a pretty simple cabin. Not a lot of right. Exactly, and then you guys just want to go. Sure. I was going to go anyway. Let's do we're, it. We're going to Salt Lake. We should grab some of the bourbon at least. But oh yeah, we'll, we'll take some. But so is there really a salt lick in the town? No, it's it's yeah. not a salt lick like like a de like no one licks it like a lake like a body of water. Oh, lake licks lakes. That's called an ocean if there's salt in it. A sea, it's a sea. Right. Yes, uh, I see. Fine, thank you. Yes. Well, then you so, can see that it's not an ocean. Let's I, go for a float. Let's go for I a float. I do not leave Pittsburgh. Straight up, doesn't happen. That's the opposite of most people. <laughs> so I'm going to the Salt Lake Town. <laughs> I think we all are. Um, we'll find this bitch Cassidy, and we will help him escape the long arms of law. James, quick question about my character sheet. What is considered extended use? We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Great. Well, I'm going to... If we all get in, um, I'm going to mess around with our little uh, steam-powered vehicle here so that we can um, go 50% faster. Your steam-powered vehicle it is my, yours. Oh, it's mine. So I don't need to tinker because it's perfect. Oh, no. You are already used to pushing it beyond its limits. Great. You fire up the horseless steam-powered carriage and begin trekking south and west. Bang, what bang. would be a long bang. journey bang. for most is still a long journey, but not nearly as much for yourselves. With Cassie Jones at the helm, the horseless steam-powered carriage travels significantly faster than those you are accustomed to uh, seeing or traveling on in your past experience. So we're doing like 50 Yes, <laughs> you're doing like 50, which is pretty yeah, uncomfortable. Am, uh, Joe is just white-knuckling it the whole way. Yes. You, can, you can do this and actually feel something like you're in the car. Yeah, the, the lack of uh, real roads makes the... You, you really know that you're going 50 miles an hour. Particularly as uh, Cassie doesn't seem to slow down for corners, hills... Be on precarious ridges in the mountain area with just less than like an inch of space before she'd plumb it off to her death. Still doesn't slow down. Nope. It is slightly uncomfortable more than once. Getting <laughs> sad this, car. This woman is crazy. <laughs> she crazy. Are you dead? No. Want to be? Then we're good. And within a day, you reach the perfectly laid out grid of Salt Lake City. Everyone in town is in their company uniform. And most of them are just going about their daily duties. But there are small groups that have stopped and are speaking together and gossiping about a robbery, a bank robbery. Are they just like on the street? Yep. Or are on they the like streets. 
some of them going to or from work, but rather than forming in perfect uniform lines walking to and from the factories, they've stopped in places to group up and gossip. Now, wherever groups are stopping to do so, armed, uniformed enforcers from the company step in and push people back into getting in straight lines and marching to and from their jobs in an orderly fashion. It's Salt Lake City? No. Um, and they're all this, made out of ticky-tacky. This carriage is not going to come to an, an easy stop. It, we're going to be going, 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 and I want to do that like movie thing where you do the turn, almost like you're going to do a donut, and all the dust goes everywhere, and then we're just dead stopped. But also, like, maybe causes a ruckus. Are you going to jump on the car at the last second, like Speed Racer? Yep. How about one of those uh, driving checks there, please? You got it. Oh, but I'm so far away from Cassie because I'm Rosie. How many meta points do we have? You'll have to look up there in that corner. You get Unfortunately, this? mine is set up differently than yours, James. Ah, sorry. Oh, it's all good. My store is blocked by my face. Well, here, um, give me one second, and I will uh, pull it up manually. Just for spin, you. Spin points to do a J-turn. Mm-hmm. There are no meta points available right now. No problem. I will roll my two... Oh, Oh, that's a hard no. That's How bad, bad is a hard no? I missed it by... As bad three. as the real Casey Jones in a train. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for secretly, I'm going to be honest. How bad? Um, my driving is a 16? Yeah, a 16, and I have a 19. But we'll all be dead. Okay, a failure by three is not nearly as catastrophic as I was aiming for, but it still <laughs> is not perfect. And you managed to throw a wheel at the last moment, skid it down, and you end up facing backwards rather than sliding into that perfect. Yes, this isn't you know this is an open top vehicle with no seat belts. This is correct. Playing backwards and everyone is on top of each other in the middle of the car and then it kind of skids back on the one axle and then bumps into the side of a building before finally stopping. It most certainly got lots of attention though. Hashtag clarity how can Rosie make dragon checks? Also, Casey at what the back. This is we all. We stopped, didn't we? We got here real fast. The little guy almost died. <laughs> we do have two moments of clarity added. I'm not getting store audio, so I'm going to try and monitor this as best I can. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you, Jack. Uh, it was Merck. Thank you, Merck. Thank you very much, Merck. Going to try and keep this monitored over here so that I can have us appraised on the store. Excellent. We'll, uh, we'll have that solved in no time. But yeah, you uh, you definitely get a lot of folks' attention, just not in the manner that you were planning on originally. Well, attention is attention. Scatter and they're pretty frightened by it sliding in like that. Not to mention your passengers ended up on top of each other in a pile in the middle of the carriage. And aren't looking at you with the uh, warmest reception. Well, I'm going to jump out. Oh, no, our train car jumped the tracks. We ended up so far away. This is just a normal train car. Everyone watching us. 
Oh, you guys look like, uh, this looks awful. All these lines, all this falling into place. This, this is awful. You there, move along, one of the enforcers. You guys look at him. You there, um, back to your job. No one tells Joe Magarek where to walk. Fact. How about how about you move along? All I see is some citizens just trying to have a conversation, and uh, you're uh, being all rude to them. So why don't you scamper along with your tail between your legs? Or we'll decide we'll do more than just passing through. Uh, this is company property. You don't want to be causing no trouble here. First of all, we don't want to be causing any trouble here, you uneducated fuck. Right. Also, you said this is company property. Are, are you saying the city? The whole city is company property. That's correct. Hmm. Well, That's just dumb. We don't want to talk to you anymore. You may go. All right. Now, how about we not provoke them when we just got here? There'd be time enough for that kind of thing. But right now, let's just try to at least blend in a little bit. We are literally legendary characters. Blending in is not going to be an option for us. You're John freaking Henry. Everybody knows who you are. It's pretty no, obvious nobody that knows at least a few people uh, have recognized members of your group. I mean, you're a giant man with hammer, and I am, like, nobody here knows who I am compared to you. Well, super famous. You don't know... You don't know what they're looking at. I mean, I also happen to be the only colored man in Salt Lake City, so. Oh. Oh. Okay, no, I see it then. But still, you're John freaking Henry. Yeah. I mean, Someone I mean, you. So I can see what's going on. You random, random person over there. Do you know, do you know who John Henry is? Sorry. Oh, yeah, he was, he was the, the, the guy that beat the machine and then the competition, the, the, the Steam engine. He's yes, the greatest well, the man. man with the hammer and the ticking heart. That's yeah, it. This guy. That, that is John Henry. <gasps> I know. Can I shake your hand, sir? Uh, absolutely. I'm a big fan, Mr. Henry. Everybody is John freaking Henry. I know. And, uh, you know, if. I mean, I, I find John Henry inspiring. Do you, sir? Because John Henry beat the machine. And like, trust me, I have a love of machines. I work very closely with them. But that is impressive. I mean, wouldn't you rather aspire to be like John Henry than like a robot? I'm, I'm, I'm just a company, company man, ma'am. I, I, he's, he's a little like a robot. What's a robot? Mechanical heart. Um, I mean, oh, uh, like so do we have to keep talking to you then, or are you going to leave us alone now that we're famous? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you, folks. Just uh, try not to disrupt the, the flow of work in town with uh, your legendary status, please. We'll do what we can. Have a wonderful day. Bye now, folks. You go there, get back to work. And he walks off. Did you see how like he found you were John Henry and then he was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's I didn't see that the first time I met you. I saw everyone's backs. <laughs> Sorry, Cordwood. Cordwood, why don't you come up to the front so you can uh, see better? Give me an apple box or something. You want the, I mean, you want shoulder right? 
Yes. Oh, hop up, bud. I got you. All right. You know, I once carried 20 men out of Burning Foundry, all one, so you're nothing. I got this. Sounds good. I am now writing. Yes, you are. This is perfect. Thank you. It, it's kind of like riding on an object to steal. It doesn't feel like you're sitting on someone made of flesh. He doesn't have he doesn't have soft parts. It's okay. <laughs> All my parts are soft, so I'm that's bad. what that's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, His first time joke is made. <laughs> now we know where it came from. John yes, Henry. John Henry, legendary. Indeed. So, uh, do you guys want to go see if we can talk to any of those people who were talking when we pulled up? See if we get a little information? Or just go to the saloon? Like, what what's, What do we What do we feel like doing? Yes, we go to saloon. I've never been to saloon outside of Pittsburgh. Let's do this. Salt Lake City is going to be booming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely going to be Whatever, uh, whatever. I'm several this guy. Perfect blocks. Uh, you, you have been to a couple of cities. Some of you have some of the Edison Rockefeller cities, and they're all laid out exactly the same, so that any person who's been into one can know exactly where each individual store is, because mm. it's always on the same block in the same spot. And you get to where the saloon should be, and there's simply an empty lot. Now that is the saddest thing I have. Ever seen. Where's where's the saloon? Yeah, you, you, where's the saloon? And in fact, in that empty lot, there's just one little statue, and it's dedicated to somebody named Brigham Young. Huh. I don't know who that is. What kind of name is Brigham? <laughs> Again, it yeah. seems like a type of sandwich, right? All right. <laughs> I'm full brony, and I have uh, knowledge of history. Do do I notice anything different about this Brigham Young than, say, our Brigham Young? Eye patch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> eye patch. Uh, some kind of a, a war hero. Is the statue actual size? I no. need this ego boost. No, it is not actual size. Okay. But uh, there's a little inscription on it that's dedicated the town of Salt Lake City to be alcohol-free in order to honor the legend of Brigham Young. So he went with extra wives. He went with alcohol-free. Fine. Also magic underwear. They're called garments. And they were literally magic underwear in this world. Yeah. Magic what now? Doors. <laughs> Like, like you, you, you know, your undergarments. John Henry, the commando. <laughs> yes. Only adding to the legend now, aren't you? <laughs> hey, when you when you drive and steal, you can't chafe. <laughs> As a blacksmith, I'm going to have to agree. That's why I, I also went full Magarak. <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> mm, right. Okay. So there's no saloon. So um, is there? It doesn't seem to be. Uh, I mean, 
I guess we just stop somebody and ask them let's questions. Let's find the bank. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, let's go to the bank. Open you account. find the company bank, the Edison Rockefeller Bank. Uh, there's clearly some new glass being put in on the windows. And there uh, seems to be some uh, gunshot marks in the front of the building. Classic Western bank rubber. Ride up, shoot the shit out of the building, then go in. Uh, I'd actually like to... I think I think there might be an advantage here over one in, in feigning ignorance about what happened. If we walk in and, you know, hey, what's with the bullet holes? Can we see if the bullet holes were made from the inside or the outside? Because I think Joe's on to something. Yeah, they, the bullet holes look like they're on, on the outside. Yeah. In fact, uh, give me a, a notice check there, uh, Brownie. Brownie. Doki doki. Uh, but it's been too long. <laughs> it really has. Do I have a notice uh, specific stat, or is it just against... notice should be a skill if you possess it? You might not. I don't. Mm. That's okay. Athletics, and meditation. Just uh, can any of us do a notice check? Do a notice check. I'm really hoping for Brony at the moment, but you know you're uh, okay. you're, you're far enough away on the slider that you can actually do it too. Rosie knows a couple of things about uh, gunfights as well. So well, I'll give it to you. I I know a little bit. I can notice. Yeah, except that John Henry is not really knowledgeable in gunfight forensics. Oh well, excuse me. <laughs> now John Stone would be, but you happen to be full John Henry at the moment. Yeah, that's my problem. Is I'm full brony, so unless... Does this resemble a video game of any type? <laughs> that's what I was kind of giving it to you there for. Excellent. My notice is fantastic, though. All right, well, uh, beat, beat my video game by eight. By so, eight? Yeah. I beat you know, between the two of you, you were uh, pretty sure that uh, somebody coming out of that building got shot at at some point, and that's why the gunshots are there. Yeah, I beat my notice by 14. Oh, yeah, you've got that for sure. 100%. Somebody came that out of front of that bank. The approach from the east. <laughs> yep. Somebody came out of that bank, was going pretty fast, We're... and got shot at and probably shot back at somebody, and then I... hopped on a horse and rode out of town. Uh, simply because I am closer to Rosie, I would. what happens now is basically what happens with Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints, <laughs> where I, like, walk out, and I, like, was a fire fight! I'm like I'm like recreating it for everyone. Um, yep, it looks like four total people with that 14 notice were involved in this robbery. One stayed outside of the building with the horses, and three went in. Three went in, but the but the but they got shot at on their way out. They had a right. Um, James, with a with a roll like I had, beating it by 14. Any blood? Any? Doesn't look like it. Okay, so no one actually got injured. They just got shot at. Yep. Looks like there was some shooting that happened, but nobody managed to find their mark. All right. Stormtroopers. <laughs> Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I'd like. I'm gonna. I, if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna go in and feign in ignorance and see what information that I can gain from the people who work here from inside, because we see obviously... 
So See if the bank that, still has money? Maybe yeah. we should be chasing them instead of robbing the bank since maybe banks already been robbed and they've already got the money and four people. That's easier. Not here to rob the bank. Uh, here to I help identify bank robbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah I'm I'm gonna walk in and all right. Know, looks, looks They're doing some repairs on the with inside. our hammers and try and look inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> You're working on the windows. Everyone uses giant hammers when <laughs> they're doing some work on the inside. Guys ever seen, and then like the smallest dude you've ever seen riding on one of the big guys' shoulders. Yeah. Totally and I am inconspicuous. I want to be clear. I duck when I go into the bank and everything. I am remaining up here. <laughs> totally inconspicuous, quite obviously. Uh, right. I'm so inside, sorry. They're doing a little bit of work inside as well, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, no so, blood in there either. We're so sorry to interrupt. Uh, we, we are just passing through. We're taking a little breather here from our, on our trip, and it looks like something went down. What happened? Oh, uh, oh hold on, man. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some some uh, ne'er-do-wells came in here and robbed the bank. Oh, my. They were successful? Yes, they got out with the money, but there is a posse on their trail. They will have them in no time. Oh, well, isn't that comforting? Yeah. yeah they, now, they've uh, already found themselves a lead, and they're going to get them to talk, and that will give them the whereabouts of these outlaws to bring to justice. My goodness. I mean, how lucky that they could find a lead so quickly. Uh, one of these men was recognized, and he has been seen at a local ranch many times, so. Having relations with the women there. Sorry for the forwardness of this question, but what kind of Wait, ranch? All of them? Like, all, what kind of ranch are you speaking about, sir? Oh, it's a cattle ranch, of course. Uh, better that than chicken or bunny. <laughs> Hello down there. Very tall man up here. Uh, <laughs> in case we run into these fellows, can you describe the the one that uh, everyone recognized or tell us anything about him? Oh, uh, they said he was, uh, he had short hair, was rather blonde and quite handsome. He's uh, been seen with, uh, with uh, Josie Bassett at the Bassett Ranch many times. Josie Bassett, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So and he's not Josie. having relations with all of the women on the ranch. Well, there's Josie and Anne, their sisters, uh, I guess, uh, there's something to it. I'm not really quite sure. I don't want to speak out of turn. No. Particularly with the lady present. Oh, sir. So, she ain't no lady. She's, uh, she's with us. Fact. You may have been talking about me. Sure. To each their own. Uh, how, if you don't mind, and again, like, I'm just so surprised that in a city so so regulated and, and, and so careful that someone managed to steal money. I mean, they couldn't have taken much, right? Well, they, they, they got away with a flip affair some, but we'll catch them and get that money back. You don't need to worry. But they couldn't have taken all of it. Just most of it. Just most of it. Hmm. A little over $7,000. Oh my. So this ranch. Right. Um mm -hmm. we as we're passing through, maybe we should avoid certain areas. Where where is the ranch? Located? Oh, the Bassett Ranch, it's about uh twelve miles uh, southwest of here. 
Well, we'll be sure to avoid it. Thank you for your time. You folks have a good trip. But, uh, doing company business, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. Excellent. sure. Excellent. Always good to meet company folks. I know sometimes I think it's exciting when you meet not company folks, you know, because like sometimes they got, they just got the coolest lives. Yes, they're probably all very chilly. We should go. Cool. Two men enter, two men leave. Let's go, Blaster. So should we get the trench coat if we're going to do the very tall man bit? Sure. Can we, can we buy a trench coat in Salt Lake? No. There's a no. risk of it being used for flashing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, I guess we go see Bessie. Yeah. Bessie. Jesse? Bessie? I thought they were looking for a Butch Cassidy. Right, but she's the one who gave them the information on where he might be, right? She's the mm. lead. She's the person that the posse went to go interrogate. She also, uh, as we know, has had relations with uh, him. So, why is everybody so hung up on these relations? No, I mean, yes, I brought it up three times. I just don't want to mess with other people's posse, okay? <laughs> right, no, should... the point. Yeah, me, I'm not down with OPP. Mm. The, the point being that she might have feelings for this uh, butch, or she might try to protect him, and she might give them false information, and she might give us correct information. Hold on. You said feelings for Butch. I thought I thought we were looking for a man. Well, no, we, we, we are, but she's the lead. She knows what he might... I see what you did there. Oh, John Henry, you filthy man. Always thinking with his hammer. That hammer will be the death of you. Lord, Lord. <laughs> Now, now I'm confused. It's okay. Let's shake her on over. You've not heard the John Henry song? Me and Pete are the only two guys here that don't have a song. And I'm pretty sure your big brother has like five. Shut up. <laughs> or maybe it's just one really big song. How big was your brother anyway? You all look huge to me. So, I don't know, 6'10", 9 feet, something. I hear he's 10 feet and bulletproof. Oh. No, wait, that's Moses. But How big, how big was his ox? How big was his ox? Oh, I yeah. never has to look. Let's see. Um, <laughs> pretty tall. Pretty tall. <laughs> just duck is all I'm saying, you know. Right. So by my calculations, uh, we uh get in my a horseless carriage. We can be there in about 15 minutes if it's 12 miles southwest. Oh, good. Yeah, but you threw a wheel. Well, I'll fix it real quick. No problem. No, uh, we'll we'll hammer it back on. No problem. All right. These horseless carriages are basically all steel anyway, right? This is correct. Give a measure like a chance to be useful for something other than talking. All right. Tell us what you're going to use to fix it there, Joe. Well, Pete, if you could 
give me give it a jack, like get under it and maybe give it a little lift. Sure thing. Your legendary strength, and I'll start hammering the wheel back on. Climb down yet? <laughs> Still got a ways. All right. So I run under and I lift up the the carriage. Cordwood Pete lifts that carriage right up like it weighs nothing. Anybody got a flask? Everybody. <laughs> I'm a beer guy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so roll the wheel back over and lift it up and give it the old whack. Give me a uh, repair or engineering roll over there, please, Joe. Sure. Do I have that? I do. I have a lot of that. Oh, that's. I'm all the way by uh, Joe, right? All right. The odds are better this way. And that I beat by two. Beat by two, that is good enough. It only takes you a couple of good solid swings. And you're able to get that wheel Hashtag back on. Thanks buff, to Ford thank you very much, sir, for giving us an extremely clear and vivid like image of exactly human. how big both Paul Bunyan and um, his blue we cow just got tipped are. By In Bolarlack, short, Pete got a real life all. And he said, hashtag BronyBuff, thank you very much for giving us an extremely clear and vivid image of exactly how big both Paul Bunyan and his blue cow are. I'm sure Pete got a real eyeful. <laughs> 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 thank you, Blarlack. Thank you. Hi, mouse. Whatever. Um, so we're Great, well, then we, we go to her house. It's like 15 minutes in my carriage. In your carriage, you were able to uh, move pretty quickly, and you reach the outskirts of the ranch, and there seems to be some kind of a commotion going out front of the house in the center of the ranch. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try the spin move, jumping. I'm trying it again. Woman, <laughs> go ahead and give me that driving check. There, oh, I'm gonna well, flip oh, out of the car while she's doing this. It was bad. <sighs> and so I got a twenty. So you you failed by four this time. Cool. I beat my acrobatics check by seven. I wasn't trying to flip out of the car. All right, Cordwood, you leap out just as the horseless carriage goes up on its side and slides up. Still painting the uh, pointing the wrong direction, but now completely on its side. This is a test donation for $98. You know, I'm thinking that, you know, this big metal vehicle from now on, we let John Henry drive because he all is already a steel driving man. I'm sorry, no one's driving my vehicle but me. I don't even think... I wouldn't say you are. Um, I'm sorry, who has gotten us to each location safely and quickly? Me. Uh, mostly inertia by the time we get to the end. And uh, out front of the main house there, there are uh, three other uh, steam-powered horseless carriages parked with the company logo on the side. There are a posse of 12 armed men and a pair of steam-powered golems supporting them with giant hammers in place of their hands. <laughs> That's right. It's like a challenge to me. Steam Drill 
<laughs> and watch, uh, they're watch the ticker, John Henry. The, the thugs are currently threatening both cattle and the ranch hands of two young women who they are trying to question. I'm so, I'm sorry, uh, ladies. Are you having a problem? Are these men hurting you? Well, they were they're threatening to do so and threatening to harm our cattle. If we don't what? tell them the whereabouts of some bank robber that I have never heard of. I would like to pull out my baseball bat. <laughs> well, gentlemen. Why do you have a baseball bat? It's, it's, it's what I got. I like baseball. Is that a threat? I just feel like this is more of a gun situation. Did anybody bring a gun? Gentlemen, I'm going to have to ask you to back away from these lovely ladies. Now, look here, lady. You better back off. This is business of the law. Oh. Oh, it's they business. Bought, they bought three vehicles, you say? Yep. Okay. Business of the law. Oh, my. Oh, that sounds so scary. I'm going to ask you one more time, and if you don't do what I ask, my baseball bat is going to be in your brains. So back away from the ladies. I think that was a threat. Was that a threat? Yeah, well, that was a threat. Stupid. Of course it was a threat. It's going to hit you with the bat. Threatening me. <laughs> and they raise rifles and point them at you, Cassie Jones. <laughs> All right. So baseball bat versus rifle. No big deal. Oh, 12 rifle. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. And let's all roll initiative, shall we? No. Yes. A fight breaks out. I'm glad we got to stick to the plan, at least. Thanks, Megs. Initiative's a 12. Uh, two 12-sided yeah. dice and add your initiative modifier. Okay. Tw 22, James. 22, wow. Uh, 17. 21. Who had the 17? And what about you, Joe? 28. 28. All right. Well, you're going to be going first, Joe. All right. I am going to uh, do a, <clears throat> what would, by today's standards, be considered a golf swing? With with this with this my with my hammer, line it up real nice, and I'm gonna uh, knock that horseless carriage into that group of gentlemen pointing rifles at our friend Casey. Love it. <laughs> All right, I will take uh, athletics or fighting for that, my friend. I will give you athletics, I think, because it. Uh, I'm not fighting this car this time. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't be rolling that die. That's an eight. I rolled a seven. Let me just compare that against my sheet here, which I didn't have pulled up. I apologize. I uh, beat it by nine. Beat it by nine. You hit this horse's carriage, and it does three full turns in the air before crashing down in the group of 12 men. How many do I crush? Let me guess. Four! That is, in fact, correct. You crushed <laughs> four men underneath that carriage. 
Nicely done. Uh, right. And that is, uh, that's what I get to do this round. Uh, we will go to uh, Rosie slash Cassie Jones next. Baseball bat in hand. Baseball bat in hand. Um, so I'm going to look at the men with the rifles. I'm going to look at my bat. I'm going to set it down. I'm just going to reach my hand out as if I'm Thor. And out of nowhere, a sword is going to appear in it. Are you saying mercy? I am summoning mercy because part of our th thing here is the tall tales and keeping the stories alive. And I don't think there's anything better than a sword appeared out of nowhere. And, and not just hand. any sword, but like a sword that's right. as big as a person. You know, yeah. 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 A, a flying animated sword that's yeah. as big yeah. as a person. <laughs> a flying animated sword that's as big as a person simply appears out of thin air in Cassie Jones' hands. Yeah. And so then I'm going to pick the bat back up. So I got the bat in one hand and I got the sword in the other. And I'm going to I'm going to throw the sword like a boomerang. So it just whips around all of them. And then as that's happening, I'll do a double action. So I will take the penalty. Okay. Um, I'm going to run forward with my baseball bat to smash the braces. All right. Give me two <laughs> fighting checks. Uh, one for the sword and one for the bat. Both at a two-point penalty. Absolutely. Um, fighting for both. So, so Mercy got an 11, so that I beat it by 5. By 5. And then uh, I got a 12, so I beat it by 4. All right. With Mercy, you stab into the side of one of these rifle-wielding men, and it cuts him from shoulder to hip. Separating the two body parts rather graphically. And that's kind of what turns most of their attention for a second. They're looking at this giant flying sword that just cut a guy in half. And one of them is still looking at it when he turns his head just back in time. On the off chance the that back. there is anything left of either the horseless carriage or Pete's car seat in said carriage have some hashtag meta point so Cassie can possibly stop crash landing well everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chad. We now have two meta points in the store. Thank you, Pat. And two more of the gunmen are down as we go to Brony slash Cordwood Pete. What's the curb weight on these uh, steam-powered horseless carriages? Uh, just under 2,000 pounds. I'm going to go ahead and lift one up and throw it at someone, <laughs> too, because my friend did it, and I like doing what he does. Yes, I have I'll a plan for athletics. For the three of us boys, I have a plan for us later. Why just the three boys? Uh, uh, beat it by nine. Prop reasons only. Oh. It requires penises. <laughs> <laughs> you throw it through the air. Now, this time, they're a little more prepared for crashing down carriages, and the one that's already there kind of gives it's them a little bit of property. So, only two of them are crushed underneath that toss. Does that mean there's only one left? No, there are four gunmen and two steam-powered golems left. Oh, and right, we're going to go golems. to John Henry next. Okay, so who is... John Henry! Oh my god, you just made me the happiest girl of all. Hey, all right, that's twice now. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought that was like... Ah, 
Here we Wait go. till tonight. <laughs> I'm not the only one shorter than my brother, baby. Wait. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How is Sam? Anyway, moving on. So, as far as the uh, the enemies, who? So, who is in play? Who is? You have four armed thugs with rifles who claim to be law enforcement, and they're supported by two steam-powered golems, uh, ten-foot-tall mechanical monstrosities with hammers in place of hands, usually used for industrial work. They are the 2.0 version of the machine that you once bested. Okay, so... There, there are four guys and two golems, but how many of the two guys that are still in, in action? Uh, there are four of the riflemen are still in action, and two of the golems are still in action. There are eight dead riflemen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> um, Six of well, them have been crushed. Ever since I saw the golems, I've, I've been itching... Because I'm like, oh, I can't believe they brought these are the same. Oh, okay. Okay. They went there. They went there. All right. I like the idea that they're powered by the same heart that has your that you have, too. You know? Like, I'm, I'm very competitive, as it says here on my character sheet. Very, very competitive. So You, in fact, are very competitive. I make a beeline right for uh, one of the golems and um, introduce him to my hammer. And by hammer, I mean my hammer. <laughs> and by my hammer, I mean my sledgehammer. <laughs> All right. I mean my steel driving. Anyway. <laughs> I'll take a fighting check from you, sir. Let's see. <clears throat> All right, here. Golems on eight. Yep. Oh, really? Okay, so uh, I beat that by 12. That is a critical success. So what is double the listed damage? Oh, cool. Double the damage is... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hammer damage is 40, so that'll be 80. 80 damage Damn. with a quick running start. John Henry winds up and swings that hammer... And the impact separates the legs from the body of this steam-powered golem, leaving the legs remaining, standing perfectly upright. And the body flies somewhere out into the cattle pasture, far beyond. Did you see that? He, he, he drove that steel at least 15 feet. Should use a nine-iron. After John, we have the four riflemen and the one steam-powered golem. It is, of course, going to go after John Henry, who just destroyed the one next. Because <laughs> machines always dislike John Henry for some reason. What? It's because he's better than they are. What is your dodge, John Henry? My dodge. Uh, well, it has a hemi. And it is a plus two. A plus two bonus. I have a success by two, but that does not beat 
your dodge bonus, my friend. And the hammer swings down from the steel golem, and you easily sidestep the blow. And it creates a pretty high fountain of dirt from the impact. Perhaps swinging as hard as you just did. It's hard to say. The four men with rifles of them... One is going to open fire at each of you with a pair of them in total firing at Joe, who launched the uh, carriage through the air with the hammer. They would fire at Pete, but he's short and a harder target. I have one success by five against you, Joe. Uh, that that will a hundred percent hit me. I have a dodge bonus of zero. Ah. Whoa! And then I have a success by one against you, Brony, and it's going to be using Brony Robbins' dodge bonus because you are much well, further or closer to that than you are to Fort uh, Wood Jeans. I have six plus six, so yeah, that is not even going to come close to hitting you. But Joe is going to be hit once. The uh, rifle does thirty damage, Joe. Which uh, I think, in Joe's case, might not do anything at all. Well, he's got his Patreon armor, too. I, I think there's something listed on those abilities there that might help oh. with taking damage. Yeah, I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm made of steel. I think I'm okay. Uh, right. The bullet bounces off of Joe, falling to the ground, flattened after the strike. And we'll go back to Joe as the combat continues. I uh, pick the bullet up off the ground and pop it in my mouth and start chewing. <laughs> oh, that's great. They'll say he, you eat bullets. Oh, it's good. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to continue to chew this bullet throughout the entire round. Uh, what I would like to do this round is uh, we have meta points available. There are two meta points available and two moments of clarity. Beautiful. I'm, I'm spending those meta points. All right, spending both meta points. Going towards crash. Oh. Uh, nice. I am going to be uh, my 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 uh, action this round is I am going to assist John Henry in uh, driving this second golem into the ground. Uh -huh. Uh, All I'm right. Gonna use, I'm going to use You Can Count on Old Joe supporting. Tell us about You Can Count on no. Old Joe. No. When supporting allies with the assist action, Joe gives a plus four bonus on a success rather than a two. Oh, double the bonus. All mm -hmm. right. So, are you, what are you going to use to support him? Give me a skill that you will use and how you will apply it to support him. Metalworking. All right. Give me a metalworking skill test. Uh, Got to use bigger dice for it, but I think I can still do it. Yeah, that's not a problem. That's only a four. So uh, metalworking is an 18. So I beat it by 14. Mm -hmm. Beat it by 14. So that's going to make it a critical success, which again ups that bonus. So that means when we get to John Henry, he will get a plus eight bonus going against that golem. It's going to be pretty impressive. Uh, after Joe, we have <coughs> Rosie slash Cassie Jones up. 
You know, it's funny because I always hear them being referred to as tall tales, right? That's what they're called, tall tales? Yep. Right, okay, I'm going to cast a spell on our good friend Pete and make him the same size as one of the golems. <laughs> Give me a sorcery <laughs> test, please. Wait, uh, is he still on my shoulders? No, no, he got off. <laughs> but that would be entertaining. <laughs> Um. Oh wait, I'm gonna. I would like to use a moment of clarity for this. Actually, I'd like to roll. All eights. right, moment of clarity used. You get to use eights. And thank God I did. I beat my sorcery by three. That is enough. You will in fact make Cordwood Pete ten feet <laughs> tall for a limited amount of time. <laughs> oh. That is quite impressive, and it is in fact the ten foot tall Cordwood Pete who is next. Oh my god, Paul Bunyan's here! <laughs> Pete, did you see? Uh, wow, cool. Um, so, how are the riflemen lined up? Uh, they're pretty scattered apart because they were avoiding the uh, horseless carriages that got hurled at them. Okay, so they're kind of in a... like Were they in type of an arc, maybe? They were in a line originally, but now they're kind of just scattered because they took off running when those horseless carriages came flying in. All right, so the way I see it, this logging axe I have on my person, unless I'm naked now, everything kind of grew nope, with me. Everything grew with you. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and do a really, really long swing with this, uh, with this logging axe through as many of these riflemen as I can in an arc or however that goes. Give me a uh, fighting test there, please. Well, fighting or athletics, yeah. it's, it's the same. You can use fighting. Isn't this the one Cordwood, Cordwood Pete story? Where well, you know, it was going to be I was going to chop down the golem on top of him, but you decided you wanted to hammer the golem into the ground. I was going to be like, I'm going to chop this tree down like Paul Bunyan, only better, because it's metal, and he just, he, he just chops down real trees like a jerk. So now I'm going to go with, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm cutting up riflemen from afar. Uh, you get to use a, the, a Brony's fighting score because you're closer to Brony, which uh, might be a, a better fit for you. Because Brony's well, yeah, kind of good at by 11. Well, the only, yeah, beat it by 11. He kills everybody. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and cut down all four of the remaining riflemen in that broad swing, even though they are nowhere near each other, and it is probably beyond physics to actually do so. You somehow manage to connect with all of them in one really elaborate swing of the axe. The journey, the journey quest assassin kick? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes, the journey quest assassin kick. And that will put us to John Henry next with the one remaining steam-powered golem, who's going to get a plus-eight bonus to his roll from the assist by Joe. Damn, plus-eight. So the golem is just there. Yeah, and I haven't fought this golem yet, have I? It tried to hit you, but right. it missed. And how tall are these golems? Ten feet tall. Yeah, yeah. So I square up on him. Look oh, at him. Mr. Golem. 
Right now, it wouldn't matter if I was two foot two. I'm gonna knock your head off. <laughs> and I just swing. Uh, because I don't care. I got a plus eight bonus on this. <laughs> so swinging for the head. <clears throat> All right, give me a fighting eight. test, and you get a plus eight bonus, courtesy of good old Joe. He's going to hit that head off so far, it's, there's going to be joy in Mudville. <laughs> I'm Wait, excited. Right. Soup foot! Soup! Okay, um, fighting. Okay, here we go. Uh, beat it by ten. Beated by 10. That is a critical success. And with a wind-up swing aimed just for the head, you catch it right underneath what would be the chin if it was a person, pulling the head free from the steam-powered golem's body. As it launches up, the steam from the torso shoots out of the neck, propelling the head even further in the air until it disappears out of sight, far above you, into the clouds. A few We're seconds pass. Wait, and we call the moon. A few seconds pass after that, and then it comes down about a hundred yards away, way out in the cattle fields, with a loud crash into the dirt, <laughs> and the body topples over. Goal! I want to wear the golem body as as a as a big mechanical body for myself. Making me <laughs> ten feet tall permanently. Suck on Paul. <laughs> Ladies, oh. I'm so sorry for that that aggressive. I will, I will name the vehicle compensator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that display, uh, ladies. However, I just really don't like it when a gentleman threaten a woman. So I got a little heated there. But it looks like you are all right, all in one piece. We are now. They were going. They were going to threaten to kill my cattle if I did not tell them where Butch Cassidy is. They were going to take oh, your way of life away from you. That's terrible. Where is Butch Cassidy? Well, I, I don't even know Butch Cassidy. Those are some oh, high no. stakes. The people at the bank said that you have relations with him. Oh, uh, along with all of the other women at this ranch. Well, that's not entirely true. But you can tell that both uh, both women are obviously very nervous and shuffle them from foot to foot. I'm so sorry for just intruding and asking these questions. Uh, would you mind if we came in and maybe just had a cup of coffee after that battle? I'm a, I'm a little uh, tired. Wouldn't mind sitting down and just having a conversation with you. Why, why don't you come on inside? And with Sounds that, good. folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in less than 10 minutes, probably closer to 5. We'll see you guys soon with more Masters of the Metaverse. We will be right back. See you in a minute, y'all. It's raining outside. I don't see sunny or rainy. 
They're all just days to me. Okay, but clearly it's raining. Is it? I mean, yes, obviously it is, but just to play devil's advocate for a moment, is it really? Yes, yes it is. Look outside. So, so you want it to be sunny all the time. Is that what you want? You want constant sunshine. Um, have you ever heard of a drought? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that it's raining. Look, don't be such a hater. All days matter. Dude, just, just look outside. You know, my cousin was caught in a snowstorm last year. Where was the outrage then? It rains so much more in India. You have to deal with so much less weather in this part of the world, but I don't know why you're complaining. True, it was raining, but it's completely stopped now. Ancient history. Get over yourself. I studied meteorology in high school, and the term is actually precipitation. The climate changes are clearly part of a natural cycle that has nothing to do with us. So rain should be underrepresented. Maybe rain just writes better science fiction. This kind of negativity just propagates the conservative agenda. People who wear raincoats anyway, right? F you. You f ignorant d Did you back and or were you just that way. I hope you get rained on. That'll teach you a lesson to, to push this dry-hating cumulonimbus bull. I think we've had a little misunderstanding. Maybe we should go outside, take a walk. Maybe you can get some fresh air. In the rain? We just, we get the final insert here. And All right. Break okay. for second moon. Lisa. All right. Warm pocket cheese. I'm in. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so are you familiar uh, with how to fondle a uh, um, Nick? Yes. Nick, yeah. I'm going to shoot Christian's face. Shooting Christian's face. Oh, come on. No, you're gone. All right. <laughs> so apparently We're this gonna is make just like handling a nipple. Okay. So Perfect. more pinch really hard than isn't. Going to pinch the nipple. Okay. I'll pull focus now. Work. I need the back of your head, sir, and the front of yours. It works at night. Do you know? No. Uh... It's usually Ben that does Okay, this okay, the sound of silence, because he's off camera and not talking, and Armageddon on that. Come on. Still a double. Whatever. Yes, I can do this. Just Thanks. No, you have to help. Oh, what do Just I need to do? Just take this here and then we'll we're... We'll start on Leo's face before we go down. Get out. <laughs> wow. Really? Huh. Are we gonna make a movie? How does this work? I don't this know. This is awesome. I'm usually over there. Okay. Um, what happens if I twist this? Hey, 
Want to tune my mandolin? Oh, come oh, on! Come on! What's wrong with you? His, his words. Um, sure.
Hey, everybody, we are back here with more Masters of the Metaverse on the Zombie Center Game of Channel Activation. <laughs> Some fun adventures in the alternate Weird West. Um, if you are just joining us, we've got four legends of the Weird West on a quest to revive the tall tale, starting with Butch Cassidy. You've been invited into the home of uh, Anne and Josie Bassett. To have some coffee. Mm-hmm. Good. So, well, why are you looking for this Butch Cassidy anyway? <laughs> <clears throat> this is going to sound stupid. But, uh, we would like to help him dodge the law for as long as it takes for his legend to grow. See, there's a shortage of legends. There's this, we're all being put into tiny little boxes that we're all supposed to fit in, we're all supposed to wear the same clothes, walk in straight lines, and that just sounds like the worst thing possible. I mean, life is about living. And, what uh, said the same? I mean, uh... Ha <laughs> Look what you did there! <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> It's okay. Don't worry. Look, man needs a legendary outlaw gang to back him up. That's what we are. And you really want to help him? No, but uh, it's our job right now. All right. There's a, there's some canyons not far from here. He, he calls them uh, Robber's Roost. It's where him and his, his gang are hiding out. So it's a maze of canyons in there. They thought it would keep the law off him for a while. For a while. Now, uh, two quick uh, questions for you. Um, first being, uh, is there, when we approach the canyon, they're not going to know that we are friend or foe. Um, and I'm wondering, is there a, maybe a special phrase the two of you have or, or maybe something we could say to, to prove that we are uh, in the good graces of yourself and therefore hopefully in the good graces of him? I, I've, I've never been there yet. Uh, it's they're still keeping things pretty secret so that no one knows the way in or out. But it's it's just a maze in there. I'm sure right. if you go in there, they're going to know you're there before you know them. Right. No, I, I know, but I assume that they're going to make us prove that we're not there to cause any harm. That we just want to show them that we're helpful. I'm wondering if if maybe the two of you have like a something special that you could share with us so that we can. Prove. I'm sorry. We. we he, he comes here when he, he needs things. We... All right. Uh, second question, out of curiosity. Do you know why he chose to rob the bank? Well, he was kind of saying what you said, that people deserve to live lives, not be put in tiny little boxes and trapped. So he was he was wanting to build a special place there in Robber's Roost where people could come and, and live and be free. free. So he took the money to build a better future. Yeah. Yes. All right. This coffee is delicious, by the way. Best I've ever had. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Ma'am, uh, how many of them did you say there was altogether? Well, Butch has only got three people with him for now. His, his old partner and the McCarty brothers. Which which canyon is this? Robber's Roost. It's a maze of canyons. Okay. 
I don't know. I just I don't like touching my brother's stuff. So just want to make sure. Wait a minute. Are you Coldwood Pete? Yeah. Now, Cordwood, don't you be looking down, boy. He, they recognize you. That means you're a legend, too. You know, being a legend's great and all, but I'm shorter when I kneel than when I stand up. I mean, it's a problem. <laughs> you're taller when I kneel. That joke sucked. I'm also bad at that. <laughs> Paul Bunyan got all the joke books. Yes, but uh, from what I understand, he can't read them. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, if, if I could impose on you lovely ladies one more time, if you wouldn't mind, um, if you get questioned about what happened here or you happen to go into town and someone asks you, uh, could you give a full recount of exactly what happened here? And, and, and he grew three times his size. I called a sword out of nowhere. Uh, Mr. Henry here just made, he just smacked that steam-powered golem and, or golem and it just, it flew you, the head. Do you want us to tell people what happened here? Hashtag MetaPoint, this next part is going to be amazing, I just know it. Words can't <laughs> encompass my excitement for it. I had a job as a maze designer once, but it was a dead-end job. <laughs> that was good. Thank you, Merck. Thank you, Merck. And we've got three more MetaPoints. You know. guys. Merck was waiting for the right angle to bring that joke in. <laughs> uh, but yes, I would love for you to tell them she, exactly the what happened here. You are innocent. You had nothing to do with it. Uh, but we came in. Uh, and I mean, we so just... do you, wait, hold on. Do you want them to tell the story of what happened or do you want them to tell you your version of the story that happened? Because you're just telling them everything that just happened. No, they saw with their very own eyes what happened. Right. We're just pulling up details. My question is, why are you recounting to these ladies what they have already seen with their own eyes? Uh. <laughs> yes. These steaks are great, by the way. Very fresh. <laughs> Well, shall we go? Indeed we shall. Thank you for the hospitality. And uh, if you ever need anything, uh, and we're around, we'll help you. I can't say give us a call. They don't have phones. <laughs> they can send us a telegram. <laughs> Except that we ain't got no address or nothing. <laughs> so on the way out, I'm going to... I'm going to pick up uh, two of the least destroyed uh, bodies of the fallen riflemen. Okay. That I'm assuming are they uniformed or? Oh yeah. They are Great. Uniformed. That should Top be all. We'll, yeah, I figured that'll be all we need to get us in the canyons safely after some time, as long as we bring a peace offering. We should definitely take Great. the company car too, the one with the markings on it. We should take the one that we didn't throw. Well, we could take my vehicle. We should take the one with the company markings on or swap parts until it looks like a company car for doing the suits. I'm thinking uh, we should pour over the remains of them golems and see if we can use them to maybe fashion some kind of machinery that we might need or armor. 
want to wear this one. I can scrap <laughs> the other one for some parts. I mean, I'm probably not going to get to wear this one because it sounds like the steam goes right up the neck hole, which probably wouldn't be fun for me, but <laughs> maybe we can fix it. We can maybe cut a hole in the butt for a vent and it can just shoot out there. It's <laughs> fine by me. I feel like I can do something to help you. I'm just saying I want to be tall and famous, okay? Sure, buddy. We'll I think you really need you to let that go. You're, you're famous just fine the way you are. The, the cordwood peed me, wants to be tall, and the brony in me really just wants to ride around in a giant steam-powered mech, so... The cr yeah. The crash part of me is 100% down of that, so you let's do shoulders. it. <laughs> Bucket seats up there, let's... Um, James, I'll I'll do what I can to make that happen if if you'll allow it. Well, the uh, the entirety of the body is basically a boiler for the the steam unit that powers it. So attaching some kind of seat would be uh, easier, and then you'd still need some kind of controls. But I feel like with the wreckage of the other one, we can make that happen. And we've got two cars with all their steering yeah. and everything. Well, we'll just grab some steering wheels and some axles and just get that sucker going. <laughs> I mean, I have engineering. I'll roll it for you. Yeah, I'm more than interested in seeing uh, what you guys concoct there. Um, I am far away from Cassie, though, so I'm actually going to use that other moment of clarity because I really want this to happen for my teammate. Okay. Excellent. I beat it by six. By six on the Thank engineering. You for the can, I, can I attempt to? Can I do an engineering assist, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Because what's important on Metaverse is that we support Seven. each other's dreams. I beat it by six, but I'm going to go ahead and use my Patreon bonus to beat it by ten so I can give you a plus eight on that roll, Maggie. Oh, Steam. thank you, Christian. That makes it a critical success. So the uh, the parts you managed to fit together in just the perfect way. So that even the arms are usable from the mounted seat at the top for Cordwood Pete. Yay! Who really, in a sitting position, isn't a whole lot bigger than the head that was originally mounted up there. <laughs> way to way to kick me out the door. Thanks, thanks. Don't doesn't matter. Steam mech. I'm yep. good. We put a little ladder on the back that you can climb up and hop in. Yeah. I'm um. I'm also going to look at some parts just for very simple stuff. Make like a, like a breastplate and like a bracer for myself. Nice. Oh, some armor. Yeah. Some armor for John Henry. All right. Funny you give me an engineering role there, John Henry. You're attempting something a lot easier. Can I assist him with metalworking? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> I don't know that I need it for something this simple, but all right. We're going to see how effective it is. You already beat it by five. That's good. And now you've beat it by nine. <laughs> so what I wanted was a, a full wraparound, like a bulletproof vest kind of chest piece yeah. thing, and just a, a bracer. All nice. right. As long as you're wearing that suit of armor, unless that place is targeting another location, you can treat that as though you have armor 20 against uh, attacks as John Henry. Yeah. Cool. So not completely impervious to things, but it can uh, it can take quite a bit of the edge off of attacks that do manage to land through. 
And let's face it, it looks really cool. Yeah. And now what, heroes? We go to the canyon. Yep, take a few cop bods with us to, uh, you know, to strap to the hood so they know we're not with them. All right, with dead bodies strapped to the hood of the horseless steam-powered carriage, you head off to the southwest in the direction of Robber's Roost, which does not take very long to reach with the uh, enhanced speed of Cassie Jones at the wheel. You actually have to end up waiting for it's, a little while. It's never, it's never the getting there that's the problem. It's the stopping once we do. I that's really right. want to try one more time, but I'm really afraid you, you guys... Would. Might kill me. <laughs> Maggie, you might kill us. And just so you know, I did arrive with them because I took two of the other wrecked cars and used them like roller skates and just kind of hooky bob there on the back of her steam-powered car. In a giant steam mech. Yeah. Saying, roller skating giant steam mech being pulled behind the horse carriage. Okay. You want a legend? I That's a legend. By I'm sorry. Well, what what that phrase you used? I'm sorry? Well, all those crashes have built up enough experience that this time you time it just right, and just as you're reaching the entrance to those canyons, you slide the uh, steam-powered carriage sideways, yes. including pulling Cordwood Pete on his steam-powered mech behind it, also sliding sideways to a complete stop. And the trails in here are just too narrow for a horseless carriage to follow any further. But there are fresh horse tracks on the ground. Nice. See, that was cool, right? See, I'm, that was good. All right. Well, I guess I get off the steam mech. Uh, the steam mech can make it through, but the horseless carriage cannot. It's uh, only spots. Before we get out, I uh, lay on the horn. It is a, a steam engine horn, so it's more like a train whistle. Yeah. As you let off pressure. Just want them to yeah. know we're, let them know we're there. So if they have, you know, spotters or lookouts, I don't want them to think that we're trying to sneak up on them. Fair enough. And also, <laughs> then we go to the trunk and we grab out the two giant hammers that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> and you move up. into the canyons. And you are walking for quite some distance. You hit a couple of different dead ends, a couple of places you just got to turn back because they become too steep. And eventually you think you're on the, the path that they probably used to get in here with horses. And you, you're pretty sure that you're being watched at some point. A couple of times rocks fall from on high on one of the canyon walls. Maybe something moves just a little bit out of sight. Right, so my instinct is to just, like, say hello really loud so that they know we know, but I also feel like maybe I should consult you guys before I just start yelling. You mean so different than last time? But I'm trying to learn. Mm. Well, you managed to learn to drive today. See? Two for two. For two? One for three, technically. And that's when you spot them, a pair of men on top of one of the nearby canyon walls, pointing rifles down at you. 
That's about far enough. Right here, I take a step forward. <laughs> so I'm Who in front of you? everybody. You don't look like lawmen to me. We're not. We brought I some dead ones, though. You bounty hunter? I wave my giant hammer hand. No. Look. Look. That's John freaking Henry. Is that John Henry? Yeah, I think that's John Henry. Are you John Henry? No, he's John Henry. What you boys doing down here? We, uh, we're keeping watch. Uh, I'm McCarty. This is my other brother. He's McCarty also. What you, uh, what you watching out for? The law. We heard that they might be trying to come in and find us. And... Yeah, well, we killed about a dozen in the, or so over at Josie's place, the Bassett Ranch. You killed. She dozen. says hello. Well, hell, I, I guess. I guess Butch and Matt probably want to hear about that. All right then, we're gonna take you into the canyon here, into the into the heart. But you can't tell no one how to get here. All right. It's our secret. Scout's honor. Okay. And it takes them a minute, but they take a little trail to finally get down to where you are and then right. lead you deeper into the Robert's, Robber's Roost Maze. And you reach a point that it's kind of an opening, like a bowl in the middle of one of the pathways. And there's a simple little cabin that somebody is, looks like they hand-built a couple of chicken coops, and there's even a cow there. Uh, Rosie, with your rodeo experience, you can see that the uh, cow has one of the brands of the Bassett Ranch on the side. I assumed. There are two men waiting at the cabin. They seem rather surprised as you approach, particularly the uh, steam-powered mech. One of them is blonde, short-haired, rather handsome, and you're pretty sure that's Butch Cassidy. Well, shit, Charlie. Who the hell are these folks? How does nobody know who we are? I'm Joe Majorek. I'm like the most <laughs> famous person in Pennsylvania. Oh, hell, I heard of you, Joe. And that's John freaking Henry. I and that's Paul Bunyan. Yes. No. I want to be famous on my own. Pete Bunyan. Obliged. Like, kind of raise my hammer hand awkwardly because it's probably not super articulated. No, it is not. It's pretty primitive. All right, then. And what about you, miss? Casey Jones. Cassie Jones. No shit. All of it. So, long story short, uh, Mark Twain sent us on a mission to come help you be a legend. And uh, we have some experience with that because uh, clearly we are legends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, we, we are your steal, new gang. We should steal Edison's motion picture machine because I think we can get him to Sundance, kid. Oh, like the film festival on Prime. Like Somehow I'm now shorter up here on this thing than I've ever been in my real life. <laughs> 
So uh, I guess why don't you uh, why don't y'all make yourself comfortable, uh, McCarty's? Why don't you two go back on watch, keep an eye out, see any more of them lawmen are coming. Cordwood, you should try a better joke. I I, I think you can. You're so supportive. Uh, I can't I can't work when I'm angry, and up here I'm definitely a little steamed. So, you punk. He's been tall for 25 minutes and already he's punching down. <laughs> when the only thing you have is a fist, you can only punch down. <laughs> a very tall, tall fist. I'm so, uh, very tall right now. Butch, uh, are you expecting to be attacked? Are you, uh, are we just hanging out? Riding out? Are you, uh... Well, uh, we figured maybe they won't find us in here. There's uh, all the maze of canyons and such. They will. Do you have a plan? No, but they weren't. Not yet, but I'm working on it. Me and Matt Warner here, we're coming up with a plan. You and who? This is Matt Warner. He's my partner. Matthew, nice to meet you. For no reason in particular, do, do we know how these canyons were formed? These For no reason, it has nothing. They are not the type of canyon that you're thinking of. Your brother Paul had nothing to do with this. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this group is uh, is 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 prone to get caught in areas that do rapid flooding, which also causes canyons. Just checking. Yeah, that that's was definitely the cause of this. You know, a really long time ago. Okay. Oh. Why is it? Really I can't decide if you're bringing that up as brilliant or terrifying. Maybe Just thinking about. It. For some reason, I think about getting drowned a lot. These these types of times. So, well, with a name like Coldwood, I reckon you're pretty good at floating. <laughs> when you're up to your neck in a kiddie pool, it's uh, you, you worry about it a lot. Wait, they have a pool just for kittens? Yes. What do you fill it with? Kittens. Yes. That sounds like the nicest pool I've ever heard of. Well, we're uh, just about to have a spot at dinner here. Yeah, you well, the ones on top. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have dinner with you. And don't worry about pitching in. We're happy to help. After all, we are your new gang. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess that'd be all right. I. Yeah. Oh. So uh. So, uh, Joe, might I uh, have a word with you for, for a moment? Absolutely, Mr. Henry. So, Joe, I just want to make sure we're thinking the same thing. Now, you talking about being a new gang, and I ain't, I ain't too keen on breaking the law, you know what I mean? It's not, not something I do. We're not here to break the law. We are here... To save the West. These boxes wouldn't be here if not for us. Everywhere. All right. The law would not be as heavy-handed if not for us. We drove the steel and built the trains that made all of this possible for Edison and his cronies. This is a chance for us to make something right and to 
to to relive the times of uh, the other great legends of the West. That we All right, well, if this if this kid wants to make some history, that's fine. But well, if he comes starting uh, wanting to harm some innocents, I'm gonna have a problem with that. Well, that's the other reason we're here, then, isn't it? We have to make sure it's a good legend and not a bad one. If he is guided properly, he could be something. Maybe he has some fantastic skill. Maybe he can rope a whirlwind like Pecos Bill by the time we are done with him. Otherwise, he's just a lost cause criminal and we put him down like one. All right, as long as you and me thinking the same thing. Hey, if one of us ends up having to be Butch Cassidy so that we have this legend, that's the way we'll do it. But for now, maybe we'll give the kid a shot. Fair enough. He's the only one out here who's doing anything different than anyone else. Let's see where it leads. Maybe he has a, a heart to match his gumption. So you join Matt Warner and Butch Cassidy for dinner. It's a rather small and simple meal and a little thin spread out among all six of you, but they weren't expecting uh, guests. We, well, we, we also have rations. I'm, I'm more than happy to use some of the food that we got from the Twain. Excellent. Rather to add, so it's, it's not so... Oh, um, right. It is not so... Share some bourbon. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, I guess if you're, you're my gang, I, I, I should... Uh, should probably come up with a name for, for the gang. You know, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm really new to this whole thing. It was only my, my first bank I, I ever robbed. I, I, I never robbed a bank before. And uh, I'm not sure I'm going to rob any more banks. Because uh, there, there, were, there were too many too many ways people could get hurt. They could go wrong that way. I think I want to find something a little smarter to rob. Where people won't get shot as much, maybe. I uh, give... Give old uh, John Henry a knowing look. <laughs> it's it's called the and, office and, take. Yeah, and then we and then we we, we clank hammerheads together. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't mind, Sharon Butch, while we're ruminating on a name, uh, you don't you don't need to do that, by the way, Butch. No, no. Papers will do it for you. Oh. Let your exploits name you. Not, no hubris, man. That, that's, a, that's a really great idea. So, that's a great idea. Thanks. <clears throat> what, was, what was your intention? I mean, you, you robbed a bank and you, you took, we heard, around $7,000. And I guess uh, the, the lovely ladies that we spoke to led us to believe that maybe you want to create... A better world, a better place to live without with all these rigid rules. Yeah, we were, like we were going to start here in here in the, in the roost. We were going to build some homes, uh, you know, a couple more cabins over that way, maybe a few up there on that ridge, and uh, bring in some cattle and you know, place oh, for seven thousand is a mighty lot of money. It is. It's, it's enough to really get a to get a good start. But with the wall out there, we're going to need more and to to get people coming that are willing to risk their lives and risk their livelihood against the company are going to need some, some proper incentive for them. Plus, I, uh, I don't like Edison that much, and I like taking his money. <laughs> We're here because we took his money. That's not as great as it's cracked up to be, my friend. 
So, uh, I mean, establishing yourself here is going to be hard against the company because they, 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 their fund's endless and they can just keep bringing more people to stop you and change you. So, do you have a, a long-term plan? Or, I mean, are you going to sit up? Is this going to be a constant battle? Well, it, it might be here in the start, but I, I figure I get enough folks, you know, maybe I can change some popular opinion around. If I get, you know, people in, in Salt Lake and Denver and, you know, far and wide, maybe if they don't like uh, Edison so much, maybe if they like me a little better, they might not uh, be willing to cooperate. May I suggest, just off the top of my head, just like random thought, you should build a saloon. Well, I suppose that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I like saloons. Who doesn't? They're like bars, right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. So, what are, what are... You said you don't want to rob a bank anymore. Do you have any other ideas of what you're thinking of? Maybe... Well, me and Matt were talking about it before you got here, and, uh... Well, this is going to sound crazy, but... You're going to start another corporation and eventually get big enough to take them over, hostile takeover, buy their voting chip? That does sound crazy. We should rob a train instead. Well, yeah, that's uh, what I was, I was... Me and Matt were just saying is, you know, if we could find a way to rob a train. Now, they keep all the money and, 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 and them, them special armored cars on the train and, and don't have to worry about the people as much, you know? It doesn't have to be in a town where there's innocent folks everywhere. And we can choose where we want to get on board the train at. And, you know, it just seems like it might be the smarter move. They'll <laughs> never know when we're going to strike them. And they always got to use the trains because that's how they move everything. Edison relies on those trains. Needs them. And now we have a plan. You, so, know, uh, you're not, you know we're not going to be able to stay here, though. This is oh, a can. This canyon only has one way in. Oh, that's not true. Really? There are some secret ways for those of us that know about it. We spent a long time figuring out here robbers who don't, and nobody knows the ins and outs like we do. So, where's the, where is the train in relation to the canyon? The nearest train tracks are probably more than 70 miles away. Ah, damn. We're two uh, uh, amazing seal drivers. We could just literally reroute can, the uh, That's what I'm thinking. We lay track all the way. All the way. <laughs> and just put a little switch, and before you know it, they're ended up parked in a canyon in the middle of the night with no idea how they got there. That's I love legendary. it. That's legendary. And then uh, our girl, Cassie, she can just crash the whole train for you. <laughs> Yes, you can. Cassie, can you can you do a donut in a train? Can I do? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you don't so well. So you're saying Obviously. you could you could uh, put down train tracks so that the train went somewhere besides where it was supposed to go to? Yeah, yeah we could bring it right here, just right to you. It's like a delivery. Oh, I wouldn't want it here because then uh, you know they might be able to find their way back here, but. Right, but uh, a second set of secret tracks that goes to a location of our choosing. Yes. 
that that might be a, an interesting thing. You know, we could put a spur on the tracks, and before they know it, they'd be miles away from where they intended to be, especially if they had folks that were supposed to be waiting for them. And then we have the tracks circle back around, so they're just taking a uh, parallel route, and they end up in the same place eventually. We'll have a certain number of miles to get the job done. That's you can put a couple of nice whistle stops on there, maybe do like some bookstores or something. They'll that fall for it. A little profit. A little lots of news. Lots of news and a Chick-fil-A. No Chick-fil-A. You can no sell some fried green tomatoes there? Yeah, yeah. At that Whistle Stop Cafe. Mm. We should just put a Joe's in. But he had okay. a Joe's already. There's always room for more Joe's. There literally are all, there's always room for more, more Joe's. That's so when you say robbing the train, how do you feel about stealing the train? Like the whole train? Uh-huh. What uh, better base of operations for mobile outlaw gang? And eventually a nice breakfast restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about breakfast restaurants, but a, a train wouldn't be all that bad, you know? We'd, we'd just need to go on our own track, you know? Otherwise, they'd be able to find us. That's what we are proposing. <laughs> train robber. The train thief? Boom. That's a, Never been that's, done. Oh, so good. No, you're right. No one's ever stolen a whole train before. It would be All crime, right. It would be the crime of the century. Plus, you'd get enough money out of it. It's only like a few more years of the century, so we need to hurry. It's a good plan, but uh, I don't have the, the kind of manpower it'd take to, to do that kind of railroad work, and I don't know nothing Ooh, about railroads. Uh, you literally, you literally have me and John Henry. Yeah. And a robot with hammer hands. Oh, I got this. Yeah, I, I suppose that might work then. Yeah. So the way I figure, we lay down some track right into a cliffside, get ourselves a whole lot of black paint, paint a big old hole in the cliffside, and the train will go right through it. <laughs> Alternatively, we could uh, actually make a tunnel there. <laughs> well, all right. That too. Oh, all right, then. This is a good plan. No, it's a crazy plan, and that's exactly why we have to do it. Yes. So, uh, my question is, do we know when to expect the next train? I, I can Two hammers are better than one. Plus whatever the heck Pete has in his steam mech. Hashtag team up. Yeah. Alright, you gotta Yay. team up at the store. Yeah. I love team ups, they're my favorite. Now I can do the thing I really want to do. <laughs> well, I, I, got a, I got a person who uh, keeps me apprised of uh, situations that they don't know about the, the whole train thing yet, but uh, I could suppose maybe get word to them and Find something out. It would be helpful to know when the next one is uh, due to arrive so that we know when we have to be complete. We don't want to be caught off guard. Ann and Josie, they they help me out quite a bit, too. We're going to need some steel. Yeah. 
we kind of need to plan this out. We don't want to go off the rails in this crazy train. I I I. I'm tracking what you're talking about. Oh. So where are we gonna get that steel? The nose. The nose. The word. It always knows. I can smell steel from 20 miles away, no problem. It runs through my blood. Not using your blood to make frame cracks. No, it'd only be good for about three rails. Right. Well, well points to the steel. Uh, let's start. Let's start mining. We. Uh, they're always moving material, you know, to Salt Lake and from the other places from from back east. Maybe we just steal a train loaded with steel. Steal it. We have to build the track before we steal the train. We have to rob a train to steal a train. What yeah, we can do in Salt Lake is rob a train yard. We'll have all the raw material we need. But how do we get it out? We build as we go. We get Pete on a handcart, pushing the car full of full of raw material that we have, while John Henry and I run out ahead and lay track. That's how, that's, yeah, that, I can do All that. Right. So, y'all head to Salt Lake, because we can't be seen there, and get, get started on that end, and I'm going to go meet up with some of my folks and try and find out uh, when a good train to steal will be, and we'll meet back here in the roost, and uh, how long you need to lay that track? So, Se- 70 miles, you said? We should yeah. be able to do that in, if we work at night, three days. So... Just to clarify, we don't want to take the track because they need to keep their trains running and not build suspicion, right? So that's why we're not taking existing track. Yeah, it's it's more magical. I mean, if if we took the track and moved it, then they go, oh, well, clearly for this to work, we we have to them we have to they have to not realize there is another track. Okay, or even know about it. Right, but for the tall tale aspect and for the, the glory here is that. If the original train track is intact, and we stole a train, where did it just... go? How do you how do you steal a train? I mean, that's that's the trick. But if they see normally, the tracks have been removed and, and changed, they'll go, oh well, someone clearly moved the track, so they didn't. Normally, to make a train disappear, though, you don't need steel. We need to find some kind of uh, copper field to mine. <laughs> All right, what's steel in in Salt Lake? Well, there is a quite an extensive amount of foundries and construction work going on there at Salt Lake, especially shipping stuff uh, further west to the new coastal towns that are beginning to boom up there. Perfect. So we take that. Let's take it. The people at the foundry will help me. I can convince them to send the truck to us. All right, so we meet back here in the roost in four days and plan our robbery. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. I'll see you in four days. We're going to saddle up and go meet up with some folks and try and figure out what best train to rob. Steel. Steel. Yeah, that's right. Steel. And now we have a train building montage. That's right. A railroad building montage. Yeah. So my plan is to to go to one of these foundries and and, uh, to basically get all of the employees and union workers... uh, 
in in the in the town to help us quietly steal all of this steel. And I have an ability that'll help me with that. Called Hero of the People. Ooh. When attempting to sway large groups of crowds of civilians, I get to roll twice and take the best result. Nice. So I'm going to be giving a series series of union speeches in Salt Lake City, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently I like it. <laughs> so why don't you start us off by giving that series of speeches, and then we'll go on to the next step. The All right. Uh, do you need me to give you the speech? Because I would like some kind of a speech. <laughs> I mean, I've basically given the speech three times in this episode already about, you know, we need to get out of the boxes and do something. This will be a way to stick it to the man who sticks it to you every day. Uh, we're stronger together than we are apart. Together we can do it. Yes, we can. Uh, John freaking Henry. All right, give me that. I like to think that the role. speech is just just John and them just going in and him just going, John freaking Henry, and you just do the yeah. they're all like, Yo, I'm okay. just waiting for you to get worse and worse, like or not worse and worse, but just like more and more extreme. Be like the the true power of the of true power of a nation lies in its workers, and then all of a sudden the hammer goes up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you tell them that uh, in the end they'll all end up gods. <laughs> Salt Lake, they're, yeah, they're used to that. I was going to say, I know where to get a little bit of gold and a lot of marble, by the way. <laughs> okay, so, let's see. Persuasion, alright. So, I'm assuming it's a persuasion check. Yes, it is. Unless you're going to let me use metalworking to give a speech. Uh, I beat it by three, and I beat it by eight. I so I'm taking the eight. Is the better result. That is quite the successful result. Not only are you able to convince the vast majority of workers to go ahead and do so, but even the ones that aren't so approving and don't sign off, I've decided they're going to keep their mouth shut about the whole thing. It's none of their business. I like it. <laughs> and also, just watch John Henry Flex. Yep. And oh, it may be because they watch John Henry flex and they don't want to get punched by John Henry. And to help it along, I, uh, I, um, to draw a crowd, I fashioned him a, a set of wings and a big trumpet so he could set everybody. <laughs> which will further add to the legend of Ronai. I like that I'm like this badass carrying around a hammer who's basically just John Henry's white friend now. <laughs> It's good. It's good. You met my famous friend. That's. <laughs> I'm like your hype man. It's in, in Pittsburgh, that is famous. Sure. You were the first guy to walk around saying, "Hey, I have a black friend." All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, uh, still hasn't Utah yet. Uh, <laughs> painfully, painfully relevant humor. Oh, ow! It hurts my heart. Uh, All right. All right. Now, give me the cheese factor in Utah. So I had to go to a bank. I took out a Provo loan. Just not. Oh man, these are the worst. No, that was that was. was There are no good cheese puns. (laughs) The problem, Andy, is that you're just too damn good at these bad bad puns. It's true. That was was admirable, actually. (laughs) There's no good cheese puns, man. Oh. 
Oh, Come on, no. guys. You can do cheddar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we gaming with Nathan Rice right now? No. I have. I'm standing. There, there's still no red cards, right? There's still no red cards. No red cards in Metaverse. Okay, good. By the way, Andy, are you a, a father? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that explains. The... But I've been making dad jokes since I was like five. Oh, I so. get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, tell me about the building process on these uh, on this uh, train track you're doing. I heard the beginning of it. Something about uh, Cordwood Pete running the uh, the hand cart and then the two of you. Well, we're gonna. I I think we should take as much as I hate to say this. We should take the steam mech because it is a hammer machine, literally. So we use that to straighten. We'll we'll turn that around and straighten the uh, the rails as you guys lay them. So behind, it'll go behind, it'll hammer them straight as we go. While I'm pumping the handcart, you guys are at the front laying the track and the ties. I think that's the way to do it. And what about Cassie Jones? Somebody's got to drive. Somebody's got to steer. Yeah. Me. We just, we just gonna, invented the roller coaster. Yeah, she's <laughs> got to be at the other end of that handcart, making sure that we go way faster than we need to. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say you need me to go fast? Did you not hear me? <clears throat> oh, no, I can go fast. Oh, you oh. did hear me. And that, and so okay. that just fires me up because I can't resist the challenge. So the faster she goes, the faster I go. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to need some relevant skill checks from people. What was that? Do you want driving? Tell me which one you're using and how you're using it, each one of you. I'm using uh, athletics to pump the thing. I, I'm okay. also using athletics, but I'm uh, in addition to that, I'm going to uh, challenge uh, John Henry to a steel driving contest to see who can get their track laid faster. Oh, nice. Uh, I beat mine by eight. Uh, so I'm going to use my competitive ability, which means that whenever I'm opposed, I uh, get to roll twice and take the best result. Good man. <laughs> so we're just going to go a little Benny Hill thing. <laughs> just back and forth. I love it's it. It's like um, Yakety Sax played on a banjo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm going to use two meta points. Two meta points. Okay. Just so I'm, I'm only one away from Cassie so that this role can be better. And I think I'll, I could use driving or I could use piloting. I'm not sure what you would prefer, James. Driving seems more appropriate. I think driving feels more appropriate because I'm going to be steering, even okay. though it's just a hand cart. We are driving steel, technically, so... Boom. So I can roll tens for that. Oh, I'll beat it by 11. Ooh, hey. Critical success on that one. I do need to describe, though, the hand cart. The, the apex is taller than me, so every time I get it lifted up, up a little, little bit... bit. Yes. Yeah. Every like time. It. And on the way down, you just stick your legs out so you land on your butt. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. All right, I still need Joe and John. I keep Henry. picturing Yosemite Sam every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and so I also, so everybody knows, I also have my other ability, a steam-powered heart, which means I cannot become exhausted or fatigued. So That's I can do this all day. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. 
That's perfect. A tough one to beat. All right, I still need Joe and John Henry's results from their relevant skill checks. Oh, crap. Call from Lumiere. Pyros, you know that Metaverse is red card enabled for when you get into the studio again. Andy, your red card about Ben's mom rolled during the break again. Clarity! Thank you for clarity. You say so many terrible things, I literally don't even remember what that is. Oh, I love it. Thank you, chat. But how do you red card... I'm so kidding. 11. I beat man by 11. Beat it by 11. And John Henry? Oh, what am I rolling? What am I rolling? You tell me which skill you're using and why. Oh, um, just engineering. Okay. Just because that's the most appropriate one that I have right here. All right. Give me two engineering tests and taste the best result. Oh, man. If we get red carded in the studio, that means we could make like Leo. Yes, us, and we we could run the tech. Yep. Oh, that could be fun. Or an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, either way, it'll be fun. The okay. disaster, Leo, being like us on tech, not you being on the show. <laughs> so, uh, for this, oh, okay, yeah. So my second roll is better, so I'm, I beat that by four. Okay. Success by four, success by 11, success by eight, and success by 11. Two critical successes and two (laughs) regular successes. And you begin laying track faster than any train track has ever been laid in the history of America. Now, I'm not just doing hammering. I'm also going to be uh, bending as we turn and stuff. Yeah. Bending and shaping the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. You're 40% good at this. <laughs> oh, Bender. <laughs> it is quite impressive. And over the span of three days, you lay out 70 straight miles. That is an accomplishment. <clears throat> Even back when you were laying track for Edison, John Henry, no one had ever matched that number before. Not entire railroad crews had ever matched that number. You, you. Sounds legendary. Let's keep Sir. track of all this so we can... My dearest Martha, today My we dear. play. <laughs> it has been a fortnight since I last ate. <laughs> and on the fourth day, you return to Robber's Roost where Butch Cassidy and his outlaws are waiting for you. Well, how'd it go? Well, see for yourself. (laughs) Train just pulls in. (laughs) (laughs) I found it up. You should put a stop at the end of this new track, though. Just... Real quick, that's actually not a bad idea. We know how to build stops. We do. Yeah, they're easy. I found a train that I think is is worth robbing. Yeah? What's on it? Stealing. Well, usually they're 
the trains that are coming from back east are bringing material and payroll for the workers. And, mm. and I didn't want to steal money from the workers. Mm -mm. But I found out that they're mining gold in California and sending that back east. And I figure maybe we can take a train full of gold. Edison's gold. I think we could. That's not the and same we'll as buy California from him with his own gold. Where have yeah, I heard this before? That's not even technically stealing money at that point, John Henry. It's just uh, liberating some rocks before they get turned into money. It's really just a mineral rights dispute. It was Mass Missouri, by the way. Now, there's one problem with my plan. Those gold trains are usually heavily guarded. So we oh, no. have to steal the train. <laughs> There'll be lots of those Edison loyalists to worry about. Right, but it's not like we're taking them to where their reinforcements are. No. And on the other plus side of it, uh, Edison doesn't really trust people very much. So most of the security are them uh, golem things. <laughs> shooting less people, which uh, I, I would I prefer the shooting less people part. I think we all would, and this sounds this sounds just perfect. Golems. Did you guys hear tell the John Henry hit a golem's head and it it went a hundred over a hundred feet? Straight yards. went well went out yards, of sight over hundred yards. Landed hundred feet. Yeah. Did you hear that? Not incredible. I heard some folks talking about it in town, some kind of incident mm -hmm. at the Bassett Ranch where a head went as high as the clouds and then came back down. It sure did. I wouldn't much mind going to get to get some golem again. Well, I think you're going to get your chance, John Henry. So we got some horses here, and we were going to ride along the train as it passes out of Salt Lake. And border. And when we get aboard, well, that's when it gets interesting. At some point, we have to switch the track so they end up on theirs instead of ours instead of theirs. Yep. Okay. I assumed we built that in when we were building the tracks. Yeah, the switch, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but somebody's going to want to be driving that train when we get there. Make sure so they don't slow it down or stop or, or anything silly like that. So you're telling me I gotta drive a train? You're literally a train engineer. Is that a problem? No. You might even lasso it. I don't know. Oh. I once heard tell of a girl who could do that. I know one who could. Or you could just drive the freaking train. I'll 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 drive the train, but I'm I'm gonna keep the the lasso idea as like the backpack plan B. It's right, it's right here. That should be like plan F. <laughs> there are literally at least six other things you could do that are less dumb first. Either way, Cassie, let's run a train. Let's do it. <laughs> what? All right. The gang of outlaws, accompanied by yourselves, rides out of Robber's Roost to a spot in the hills overlooking the tracks headed out of Salt Lake City. On the way, I turn back to Butch and I say, you should probably name that something less conspicuous. 
call it like Fremont or something. Robert Roost is dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Well, maybe the uh, Robert's Lounge or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea, John Henry. Robert's Lounge. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. We have a plan. Let's. You have a plan. Let's go steal us a train. Just after dawn, you can see the plume of smoke and steam as the train is headed out of Salt Lake in your direction, coming around a bend and passing by the hills, and you start out on the horses heading down the hillside faster and faster. You get up right alongside the train, just barely keeping pace with it. Everyone give me an athletics test to board the train. All right. But whose athletics do I want to use? Beat it by eight. Beat it by eight. Woohoo! Leaps from the saddle and easily one-handed lands aboard the train. Nine. Oh, thank God I rolled well. Uh, I beat mine by seven. Johnny Joe got nine, so that's like that's like critical, right? One less, but still. Oh, good. I didn't know it was ten or nine. I beat mine by one. Good enough, still. You barely catch on at the last minute, but they're easily able to help you aboard, Joe. Leaping onto trains is, uh, well, leaping from a horse is not something you're really well suited for. Riding a horse is not something I'm at all suited for. I'm like a 500-pound guy. You're saying you're the horse. I'm made of of steel. This is a terrible idea. Uh, I'm going to go straight for... uh... The driver. Are you using the outside of the train or attempting to move through the interior? The top. Yeah, I was going to just run along the top. All right. And Captain then Jones jump heads down. off for the top. While Butch, Matt Warner, and the McCartys head towards the gold car to secure it. Leaving Cordwood Pete, the immortal Joe McGarrick, and John Henry to deal with the golems running security on board. It does not take very long for them to respond to people boarding the train. See, I was going to go wreck up the caboose just like in college. That way they'd all go back there and we could just decouple the car. Gone. It's not a terrible idea. Not a yeah, terrible there's no idea. reason why you, why you guys couldn't do that right now. They're going to be following you or chasing after you. If you make them run to the caboose after you, then they're going to run to the caboose after you. Smart. I'm going to okay. strong I'll, I'll back up Casey as she goes for the the engine. Okay. And John Henry, would you mind going with Pete to help him take the caboose? Much obliged to helping out. <laughs> All right, let's take a caboose together. High five on the way in. Let's go. <laughs> All right, the two of you rush through the back of the train as a half dozen heavily armored steam golems approach. These ones not only have the typical hammer hands that you have seen, but each also has a belly-mounted Gatling gun. Ah! Okay. Yes. 
Wait, what has the Gatling gun? The Each of these steam-powered domes has a belly-mounted Gatling gun. It is really, really impractical. They have yes, to turn yes. their whole bodies. <laughs> like, how, turns, by the steam. how do they turn the crank? <laughs> it's powered by the steam inside of their uh, central engine that runs the rest of them. Oh, uh, the professor That's would be the turn, it over, turn it over in his grave, he would. Uh, yes, um, he would. So, what's our situation? They're chasing us? Are they firing? Well, they're inside of the train, and you're on the exterior of the train. So, so they're, they're kind of waiting for their opportunity, which is about the time when you get to the caboose, which I'm going to take initiative from John Henry and Cordwood Pete going against the Golems. And uh, then you're going to try and walk me through your plan of what you have going there. Oh, great. 22. Wow. It's at plus six. Yeah, it is. I also have 22 plus two. So 24 for yourself, John Henry? Indeed. Well, that certainly beats the four I rolled for the Gullers. <laughs> <laughs> they, unfortunately, have minus four. So I did get an eight, but... Uh, uh, so we should each be able to go twice before they do anything. <laughs> so they'd have to, like... If we stay on top of the train, in order to shoot us, they would have to go beyond their center of gravity, leaning back. Yes. This is correct. How stupid are they? Stupid enough to give it a try. <laughs> Let's just stay on the top of the caboose and let them pile up on each other. My plan is to get as many of them in that car as we can, jump off the back, do an athletics check to crawl under... While they're looking out for us, then decouple it, leaving them on a track, slowing down as we steal the rest of the train. So are you going to hold actions and wait for them to get all on board the caboose before you act? Um, I might just go ahead and use uh, and uh, do a little bit of meditation right now. Okay. You're going to go ahead and do some meditation for the round, but John Henry actually goes just before you, so I want to hear what he's going to be doing yeah, on the opening you? turn here. So, are they already coming toward the caboose? Hashtag clarity the great train robbery. Watch out for Buster Keaton. Ooh, that's <laughs> true. Thank you. Indeed. Watch out for Buster Keaton. Yes, uh, they are on their way to the caboose. They've been, like, following you through the interior of the train cars, not particularly quickly, but chasing after the two of you have you made your way to the caboose. Okay. And so we're outside on top or outside on the... Outside on top. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so they... So how do they know the, how do they know we're there? Can they see us, or how are they... They had spotted you when you boarded the train, and they've been following you as you leap from car to car, but... They're not as quick as you. Okay. Um, what is aggro? Aggro is a buff that um, Brony has where if opponents don't attack him, it, it creates problems for them. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's for Brony. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's Brony's buff. He has okay. the ability to make everyone really angry and attack him rather than anyone else. But that's not the worst idea in the world. No, it's not. Initiate that. As they come in, run the other way because they can't turn fast. Yeah. But John Henry uh, is going to start our turn unless he is holding his action. 
So we are on top of the caboose car, and they're coming toward it. Correct. Okay. Um, so he's meditating. Um, so I... I don't really need to lure them. They're already coming. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So, but they have to come single file. Yep. They can only get their single file. They are pretty is there big. Any, um, is there any rope? Why, well, yes. There is plenty of rope lying around. We probably have rope. Okay. Um, Charlie O'Bronson always has rope in the movies, and he always ends up using it. So, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to tie a rope around the end of my hammer. All right. I'm going to... Um, How David Carradine died. Jump down the... No. no. Well, hey, no well, you need to ask what he's doing with his other hand before you can make that joke. Right, right. Um, I'm going to jump through, down through the, I don't know if they have a roof or a skylight or whatever they have on top of the thing, but I'm going to jump down into the caboose. Okay. Um, and I'm going to throw my hammer Thor style at the first one that's coming at me mm -hmm. and, and then recall it with the rope because I'm not really Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Give me an athletics test for the hammer throw. Uh, wait. Doop. Doop. Eight, eight. Come on, come on, come on. Cool. Um, nine. Beat it by nine. Beat it by nine. It is a perfect throw. And you hurl the hammer forwards, knocking one of the hammer arms off of the advancing golem and sending it flying out through the side of the car and into the desolate land around the railroad tracks as it hums along. Oh, that's what happened? Oh. Oh, yeah. And you pull back on the rope, getting your hammer back in the same swift motion. In fact, John Henry, you are so strong and so swift that the rope doesn't ever actually not become taut. You throw it out, it impacts, and then you snap it back right into your hand. Nice. With the rope laying behind you and at your feet from the leftover slack as it returns. And, uh, you, Brony, you were going to be doing a meditation for the round? Is that what you said? Uh, well, so what is the what is the status? How, are, how many of them are, like, in the caboose at this point? They're still making their way to the caboose. Still the one that was in the front got hit with the hammer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and meditate. Um... I feel like I should also activate aggro. All right. Aggro is activated. I like it. Well, so I'm still on the roof. because instead of coming in and attacking, yep, the John Henry down in the car, now they are going to attempt to attack Brony Robbins on the roof of the caboose, who's an exceptionally difficult target. So as the first one-armed one comes through, it leans back, getting into the caboose, almost five or six feet in front of you, John Henry, really close. <laughs> it could easily open fire upon you with the Gatling gun, but instead it leans backwards and leans backwards a little more and then falls on its back before opening fire with the Gatling gun into the roof above, where Brony Robbins is somewhere up there. 
And bullets tear through the roof of the caboose, but they are nowhere near to you, Bernie Robbins. The second one shuffles in right behind the first, stops just short of it, leans back, leans back, leans back a little more, and then falls over on its back while opening fire into the roof of the gallery. This process repeats a total of six times. <laughs> the, the, the unfortunate news about this is that the roof of the caboose is now completely gone. <laughs> and by the time the sixth one Six opens guns on the caboose, Bernie Robbins falls through the remaining bits of roof and lands next to you, John Henry, and the line of prone golems in front of you all aimed at the roof. Spent shell casings everywhere. <laughs> We're going to hop to the front of the train car. Cassie Jones, Joe, you have made your way past the armored car where Butch, uh, Matt, and the McCartys are attempting to break in and secure the gold and into the engineer's car. The engineer is, in fact, not an engineer at all, but a steam-powered man built into the controls itself. Can I stop uh, at the car where Butch and them are before we continue Absolutely. down? I, uh, I'm going to uh, very quickly... And, uh, stealthfully, uh, steal Butch's hat. All right. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll for that. Uh, that should be no problem. I rolled a four. That is good enough. You have Butch's hat. As far as he knows, it, it blew off in the wind or it's on the train behind I'll just, I'll just trade him hats, you know? Like, okay. I'm putting on Butch, Butch Cassidy's hat. All right, you're wearing Butch Cassidy's hat. What are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to wear it for the time being. And since I'm outside the train taking the uh, engine with Casey Jones there, I might have to do some you know, wild, magical, daring do, and it's best that they see Butch Cassidy do it instead of me. I understand. All right. Uh, Cassie Jones, you get to that engineer's car with uh, Joe wearing Butch Cassidy's hat and looking remarkably like Butch Cassidy behind you. And uh, as nice I just touch. explained, the, uh, rather than a person, it is a steam construct built into the controls of the train itself. Excellent. I just disable it. What are you going to use to disable it? Please tell me. My engineering. <laughs> That is the perfect skill for it. Will you give me an engineering test? I absolutely will. Oops, that's not the right app. Here we go. Uh, and I am on ten. That would be an 11, so I beat it by 5. Beat it by 5. With a couple of quick maneuvers, you are able to disable the uh, steam-powered machine driving this train. And now I'm going to take the wheel. It's not a wheel. I know this, but I know. How, how far are we from the track switch? You are less than a mile and closing fast. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I stand on the smokestack of the train, and I grab a lightning bolt out of the air and ride it over to the switch. And say, yes! Yes. <laughs> and Butch Cassidy rides the lightning to the switch. Flashback to the caboose car. The golems are laid out in a line, one after the other, aimed up at the roof, and they are beginning to attempt to struggle to get to their feet as we start with John Henry first. 
I like that these horrible hammer golems have suddenly become the Keystone Cops. <laughs> um, so who's up? It is you, John Henry. You are first as we get back to the caboose, and each one of these golems is laying on its back with the roof of the caboose torn into individual pieces. They have all made it into the caboose car with you but are struggling to regain their feet. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, oh, do this fast then. Okay, let's do this fast. Okay, so um, I'm going to back up and get like a good uh, uh, Happy Gilmore uh, running start, and I'm going to whack the first golem like an executive desk toy so he smacks into the other ones, and that one smacks into the other one, and that one smacks into yeah. the other one. Just uh, kind of like that. The first one, meaning you want to send them out of the caboose, or the last one to send them further into the caboose? Uh, in. All right, so you're you going to in or out the back? Yeah, well, you basically hit the one that's in, and then the one that's closest to the back flies out. <laughs> yeah. All right, go it. ahead and give me a fighting test there, uh, John Yes. Um, so I beat it by nine, and I'm going to go ahead and throw in my extra four to make it a critical. Nice. With a critical success, John Henry bounds across the still smoking gun bellies of these golems, getting to the very back one in the line. And takes that mighty swing, hitting it at the top of the head, sending it about six feet further forward into the caboose. Of course, there's another one right at its feet, and it gets sent about six feet forward, and so on in the entire line until that first one that you have the hammer of goes flying out of the rear of the caboose, landing in the tracks completely obliterated as it hits the ground, leaving only five of them in the caboose itself, all of them completely on board that train car now. Brony Robbins, it is on to you, sir. All right. I am going to also gingerly make my way over these things as they are as they are clacked together so they, they don't really know what's going on. Uh, I'm going to swing my, my trusty axe at the joint, at the uh, coupling between the cars, and as I as I swing, I'm going to grab John Henry with my other hand and pull us into the last car, letting the caboose just sort of fly off uh, or slowly slow down and not bothers. All right, give me an athletics test, Cordwood Pete. Let's keep them good. Nine, beat it by nine. Beated by nine is a success. You leap forward, pulling John Henry into the second-to-last car in the train and disconnecting the caboose car, leaving the five other golems aboard it, slowly fading further and further behind you as we jump back to Cassie Jones and Joe McGarrick. Cassie, you have the controls. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for that switch to happen, and then I'm just going to follow this track, this beautifully laid track, all the way to its destination. You give me a driving check, please. And, Absolutely. Joe, you have arrived via lightning at the switch. 
Excellent. Uh, if, and just in case anybody's watching, I'm going to uh, pull out a gun and shoot the switch so it, you know, so it's with a bullet, so the bullet makes the switch go. Uh, Please because, give me a shooting test just because. Yeah, absolutely. Does this thing have a dodge bonus? Please say yes. It does not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I made my shooting test by 10. Not a problem. It is the perfect shot. It's so good that as the train goes by, you sort of catch onto the train with one hand, doing a spin move with the revolver and reholstering it. Getting back on board the train. I'll, hanging I'll just catch it with the hammer. <laughs> Going um, off the tracks onto the spur that you have created with Cassie Jones at the wheel. And I would like to use my Patreon bonus so that's a critical success, so I beat it by 11. Oh. So that we just, this just, it's smooth sailing. And it is perfect. The newly laid blade track is perfectly smooth. In fact, the ride is even better than the long established track. That you were on before. And you accomplished the greatest train theft. The train heist of the century. We stole All a train! To Butch Cassidy and his newly minted, as the papers are calling him, Wild Bunch. Wild bunch. And we're that's all we show. have for tonight's show, guys. We will see you again next week with more adventures in this alternate weird west, more tall tales, and more legends. Uh, love all you guys. Uh, make sure to catch all the Zoe programming we have all week long. Remember that Void Jumpers has moved days this week and will be on Thursday. And uh, we we'll see more of you with Couriers on Friday. You've got so many good shows. You got the Dead Gentleman on Tuesdays. It's it's all wonderful and magical. We love you all, and we will see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye. Still a train. Still a train. Masters, masters of the metaverse, masters, masters of the metaverse that travel through time and space and stuff. Troll them, reroll them, throw them above. They fly through dimensions, this isn't love. Heroes compelled, they have no choice. Bound by the winds of a secret voice. Masters, masters of the metaverse, masters, masters of the metaverse. Masters, masters of the metaverse, masters, masters of the metaverse.